0: <laughs> what's going on everyone uh john here and, uh myself and justin are here for episode nine of scatterbrain i know it's been about 17 years since we did this but
1: yeah yeah month
0: or so it's good to kind You're
1: busy of- man you're on the road you got you spear talk you got it like you we talk about the momentum and these things. that and seemingly uh annoying podcast you gotta guys keep that churning because quite honestly that's where the wheels are really greased this scatterbrain is just an outlet from time to time for us to vent
0: it's uh last when i was on the road with the uh show stuff recently someone asked mm-hmm. me about they do what spirit talk and obviously the one with Zach. but they're like you're on another one too where i go yeah it's called scatterbrain i go it's i go we haven't really done much with it it's there we have ideas that are ahead we have branding and stuff we want to do but it's more of a free thinking um uh, everything from politics to sports to movies but i go you're on this podcast. It's much different than anything else I'm part of because I can I can talk about stuff where I don't talk about politics on uh, Spirit Talk. You don't talk about politics on Making Waves, and so we kind of this is kind of like a cool like hodgepodge of like ideas, random free thoughts. And the guy was like, "Oh, check it out." He he listened to all uh eight episodes, uh the bus each night. He goes, "Man, it's so refreshing. It's super different." And he's like, "There's no agenda behind it. It's just two guys that." Have experience in life, but just like to talk freely. I was like, Dude, that was do the best. Do you ever compliment. worry,
1: John, that people going to come across that who aren't of our maybe are thinking or that might be extremely left? Because we're kind of we try to play the center, but we we lean right just because it, just, yeah, me, like, there's more sensibility going on right now in that in that in that in that, in that corridor. But I mean, do you ever run into like the worry of like, man, if some people who like work in this business who are in certain positions, um, don't. <laughs> Appreciate kind of our our thoughts. Do you ever worry? I don't really worry about it because I'm not, I don't really care for one. And B, most people don't know this thing exists.
0: No, and I, I, it's a great question because I think that people that know me know that I unapologetically rebel to the bones, hard on the sleeve. Yeah. I don't, I'm always going to be, I'm going to be shirtless enough Friday night, but I'll be in the fucking mud pulling cables with you on a Tuesday morning in some bullshit venue. So, yeah. If you know who I am, you know where I represent. I'm all about family, faith, uh, friendship, loyalty, loyal to just maybe too loyal. Um, yeah. and if you don't like to the way that's why I love the people I associate with. I have more friends um on both sides of the spectrum, people aren't even on the spectrum when it comes to politics, whatever, that mm. we all just get along and we don't have to talk politics. But if there's an issue I- I find that I mean,
1: we we talk about not like politics. We talked about the politics of I, ideology, whether whether it's well, certain like sexual uh, communities or whatever. So we basically, I, you know, what it's, it's like. You, you break it down into like you know, every everything is it's free game, right? Everything is like public domain, so everything can be talked about, and it's not always us taking a swipe at it. But sometimes when it's ludicrous, it it's, needs to be. Address. It's
0: also more just us openly talking about. I don't get it. Like, I, I'm someone, yeah. I believe science, right? And I also mm-hmm. believe in a God. So you can say whatever you want about me there. But what I know about XY chromosomes and all stuff, man and woman, that's all I know. So help sure. me us, you and I, talking yeah. about this. Yeah, we can do little jabs and jokes here. But uh, whether what side you're on, help me explain why some people think some way. And maybe we'll help you think the way we think. But I, man, I don't, I really don't care because I believe in what I say uh we don't i don't never go out of the way to uh i believe that everyone should have their own voice i don't care if you marry a man i don't care if you uh want to march with uh whatever you want whatever your cause or beliefs are, i don't care mm-hmm. i think you should do that no. i will die for your right to have that but on the same side of that token let me talk about why i think differently than you in a very civil way and i think that is super important
1: yeah i mean you said as, as you said it's like you know People know who you are already, and you can be shirtless one day, and then, like you said, in the mud the next day, pulling cables with you because that's who you are. And right. that's really what it comes down to you. In this business, if you're in long enough, your reputation precedes you. Who gives a shit what you think that your opinions are and your thoughts? That's that's who it is. It doesn't change how they are with me or you know, how you treat we, other people. It's just... You know.
0: And you could be in catering or on your bus after show or in the festival with a bunch of people and everyone's talking, oh, fuck that president or this guy sucks. Mm. Or did you watch The View or did you watch Dan Bongino? And it's like I love it. I love the chaos. I love the shit talk to each other, the talking smack. I get it. But yeah. when the time comes and it's about to walk the stage, I don't care what background you have affiliation religion whatever it is you are mm. you have to be so locked in as a team and i'm fortunate enough to be part of those teams as you are where come showtime, show time, it's ready to work i don't care what your background is that that for me is yeah that which makes this stuff really fun
1: yeah 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 speaking of uh on the stage you just got done with your this initial run i guess one of many would shine down did you uh did you find going back uh dealing with audiences where they're Points where you felt they were so overexcited to be back that it it, just something you had to kind of be a little bit more aware of than usual? Um,
0: There, in a lot of the blue collar markets, because we did the eight shows in August, then we just did this Mm -hmm. last five weeks. Mm -hmm. um, In the blue collar markets, where again, this is where you get political or whatever, where COVID maybe. They didn't really—not that they believe in it—but they're very more. I'm not gonna wear my mask. I want to go out and live my life, type people. Mm-hmm. Well, these venues, especially Iowa, Illinois, that kind of strip right there. Some of these festivals and fairs, dude, 40,000 people. It was the most rowdy I've ever seen crowds. People on each other's shoulders, throwing beer. Uh, the issues, I a lot of stuff I dealt with, a lot of crowd surfing, uh, but also a lot of alpha male type pent up for two years, haven't mm-hmm. seen your buddy in a couple of months and they've been drinking and it's kind of aggro type stuff. But from law enforcement standpoint, security standpoint, there was no issues, a couple of toxic people, some fights and stuff, but people are just so amped up. And I think that energy just feeds off each other, the crowd. And as a crew member, you're looking out there going, man, this is so cool where six months ago there was talk to people not doing this for another year. And it's like, here we are. um, And I just, it was super special.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's amazing. Well, good. Cause I was always curious. I was like, man, what's, what's the potential on here? Because like we talk, a lot of people have left this business, uh, and and new people have come in. So, and, and then again, you're dealing with crowds who are, uh, full of a lot of vigor (laughs) to, to use a word just because they have been somewhat pent up. And you always wonder, is that, is that vigor going to be just excitement and, but still, uh, trying to stay within the idea of being safe. Or right. are they just so fired up that they just like, you know, come hell or high water, they're going to have a killer time. Right. So that was just always, I'm always curious about that. Because just being to a few shows myself, um, just as a fan, whether it's the Shinedown show, you guys, when you guys are in New Orleans. And that was a really fired up crowd for, um, you know, for New Orleans, which has been under strong mandates. And strong so lockdown. what's crazy
0: about that show um, is that that show was sold out months in advance. Mm, well, we week yeah. prior to the show. They changed the, the mandates get inside the venue where it was now had to show a negative test or show your proof of vaccination. Mm-hmm. Like 800 people didn't show up because of that. And they couldn't get refunds. And so, what you're just like, we that's one of the big things we've noticed where these venues and markets have tried to change, like, oh, yeah, uh, this type of last minute stuff where. People aren't showing up because of that. they don't want to show or they're not vaccinated or they don't want to take a rapid test on site and all this stuff. So it's what that's the big biggest issue really is people uh, not showing up because these uh, some of these mandates are scaring people away. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that they couldn't get a refund I, is that. I, yeah, I don't
0: know the I don't know the, the politics of that per se. I yeah. just know that some of these markets, again, that people didn't want to show up because why we bought these tickets before this is I mean, this people bought these tickets right before the Delta Strain even hit the news, mm. which yeah. oddly enough, I haven't heard much about COVID lately. Uh weird. Um, but so it's one of those things where you're kind of like, I, I feel for these people. If they don't want to do it, they don't want to do it, but yeah. Um, It's. i mean i was at
1: the wimmer fest i got another one coming up here and you know that's like sixty thousand people and yeah you wouldn't know that covid existed there's a few people with masks on that are just a little overzealous but other than that man it was like it felt like a normal festival people talking in each other's faces you know people at the booze not wearing it's just it felt like pretty pretty normal so and that was in louisville so you know it wasn't it's the middle of the country and but they were you know it, it was one of those things where it didn't feel like it felt like twenty nineteen. Um you you mentioned the whole thing with like, you know, refunding and people don't want it because the things have changed. Obviously, ship rocked. We when we announced last week and we had our, our talk about it basically saying, Hey, here's what's gonna have to happen. You're gonna have to be vaccinated and get tested because that's just a protocol that's going on. It has nothing to do with our production company has to do with the, the cruise lines and the government yeah. working together. And, you know, we've run into, you know, we, we, what well, we given full 100% refunds, but it's been hard because you go on our message boards and you start seeing a lot of people I'm used to seeing every year, not coming on board, just because they didn't get the vaccine. They don't believe in it. They don't, but, well, the but after, the whole- but, but after we got back from the production cruise and kind of gave a report on what's going on, it's really ninety percent normal. There's a, a few things: wearing a mask on like embarkation and debarkation when you enter a port. But other than that, masks they they would they they would recommend. Recommend doesn't mean mandatory. So most people would yeah. be like, "Yeah, hey, you recommended it, but I'm not doing it." And so. Um, there's going to be a lot of people who I'm used to seeing not going to make it this year. And maybe some fresh faces will go, you know what? Okay. I want to go now because uh, there's going to be some safety in place. So,
0: yeah, no, it's, it's one of those things too. um, To kind of piggyback on that. um, One of my pet peeves is probably anyone that's from the industry that listens to this. And I hope, Not many of you. Uh, Well, I do, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, The biggest pet people I have, people on the touring road right now, um, and they're with smaller bands, they're with whatever, it doesn't matter. And they will post stuff like this is like production people or tour managers, no one backstage, COVID safety, uh, tour lockdowns, people aren't leaving the hotel rooms, we're keeping it secure. I want to write back, one, no one cares. Two, you don't see us talking about our at our level, talking about what our COVID protocols are backstage or what we're mm-hmm. doing for days off. And three, you're a band. Who are you to tell a crew person you they can't leave a hotel room and have to do Uber Eats? Like it seemed like these people come off as super douchey It's oh, super yeah. over the top. Like they're high and mighty. It's because you're touring again for the first time in two years. I you come off as a complete idiot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I just sit back with some of these bands uh, I'm, I'm out here with lately. These some of these festivals and fairs. It's a lot of the bigger bands, and they're just like. Be safe backstage. We're we're a mask. We have to follow state guidelines. Be safe. Keep the band crew safe. Um, guests, be safe where they are. Do family rooms outside the area where people have to say, follow the same rules. But you can still do what you did before. Now, the after show, be great type stuff, that's not really around anymore. Um, mm. But you can st- stop acting like you're Billy Badass on the tour circuit during the pandemic. Because oh, I'll tell you dude, what, dude, motherfucker. <laughs> I was doing this in the height of the pandemic in uh, in clubs Last January, where there's no yeah. band dates and people were, this is really bad.
1: Yeah, and I'm not out
0: here stupid. Oh,
1: dude, dude, it's 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 hysterical to read some of those things because you're right, it's some these people and it's usually like production crew people who are saying it like, "Hey, uh, it's that entitlement thing, like, hey, only a select few are allowed to be a part of this and you can't come back." Dude, no one gives a shit, quite honestly, and it sometimes drives me crazy <laughs> with the whole the idea of like going oh let's go again time to make the time to make whatever time to make the donuts and this I'm, I'm like dude you know what that sounds like it imagine some guy who works at the local off local office down the way he's an accountant hitting the road again off to work you know it's just like fucking stop acting like what People, you do for a living is so fucking important like let's I, go let's go with my fam can't.
0: Shut the with my fuck t- up. With my tour fan, with my margaritas, at the, showing my airport ticket, which from a safety standpoint, security standpoint, it's not too yeah. smart. But extra I leg room. Got extra leg room. Uh, I'm just like, dude, you, you reason- the, the people up. the people it's that like- talk like this are the ones that stay at the club level, have no goals of over over <laughs> going higher. Above. It's like, dude, no Office one Office for the day. Office, Office for the of day. day. <laughs> oh, no guest list. I haven't heard from you Sorry. in a year. Sorry guest list close to the tour. Dude, shut up. You have four friends and they're not going to come to your bullshit band. We can
1: spend the whole, into and a, a, listen, I'm not, <laughs> listen, I'm not fallible. I will be the first to go, you know, man, I'm like, you know, it'd be great to be on the road. That's awesome. I'd love to be on tour doing that. It's good for you. Good for you. But shut the fuck up every day about it. Like working together, teamwork to so shut that. You should be working together. You don't need to fucking announce how great your team is because I know you're lining yourself up. Whatever's next right? Oh, they're right. a good team player. They they celebrate the tour. What the fuck ever. But the I, whole idea of like hitting the road, can't wait, blah, 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 Shut blah, blah. up. Dude, I'm just like, shut dude, shut the show fuck up. up. Again, dude, it's like, and I'm not going to, I'll talk to you off camera about this one yeah. peeve that has me. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Basically, it's glorified retail. Shut up. Right.
0: Oh, I yeah. I'm just like, dude. Yeah. Be no one. I don't care what your job is. Do your gig and be happy you have a job, and do your gig yeah. the best you can, and get better every day, which everyone yeah. should, no matter what your industry is. And but,
1: you're overpaid I, for it, so just be happy with that,
0: right? And if I see one more picture of a fucking kickstand or a merch table or whatever it is, I'm gonna be like, dude, just stop. I get it. You, I get it. You're, you love posting the same picture in a different city. Cool.
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Post the realities. Post your fucking catering. Post yes. the fucking. Post the day old veggie yes. tray. You want to impress, then go to the fucking nitty gritty shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: I want to see your after show menu. What you, you what ordered. I, what
1: I want to see? I want to see the parking <laughs> cone. Yeah, thank it's you. Got knocked over twenty times. You have to keep going back out there. At thank you. Radio.
0: Hundred percent. I want to see the cripple up set list with cigarette birds on it because you're pissed off. Show me that. God damn it.
1: I want you to. Here's what I want you to do. I want you at ten thirty one. Your band has just gotten off and you guys are starting to close up shop. I want you to basically video live you trying to track down the promoter to get your money. <laughs> That's what Done. I want to see.
0: Show me the settlement room. <laughs> next to the bopping and bucket and the old fire extinguishers, the, they the still promoter
1: use promoter xyz and market dyd basically left an envelope and says okay thanks for the show It's great and he shorted he shorted you 250
0: so <laughs> ridiculous so ridiculous <laughs> anyway
1: uh so should we talk about the the hair doc and his fucking craziness who the uh Fouchster? Ouchie, Fauci. Jeez, that guy lover has killed all, more lover.
0: bugs, bats, dogs, <laughs> and humans than anyone I know. Monkeys,
1: monkey guys yeah. yeah, killed. I mean, dude, what is this experimentation thing? And he basically does it under A, A uses our money to do it under the guise at NIH. And then he basically he siphons it off to some faraway country, so it does not land back on him. Thank God for citizen journalists who are fucking much wiser and smarter than the and some of the, the congress
0: is. people are coming both sides now are like dude this is yeah, a little late enough. on the
1: beagle thing because the whole beagle thing i understand look for years makeup companies and everyone used animal experimentation torture cruelty to to, to yeah whale blubber
0: everything yeah just everything all
1: that stuff. but the fact that you're like holding you're cutting out vocal cords to basically take away the pain for the lab people so they don't have to hear the dog screeching and crying as you're experimenting on them And why are you putting parasites in their face to eat them alive? To for what end? What what vaccine? What treatment are you working on that's going to involve this? This just sounds like fucking flat out cruelty, flat out fucking cruelty. Now you bring up the, the thing with the monkey dropping acid into their brain to melt it away to basically control their adrenal streams. That sounds like zombie shit, dude. I mean, these are caring. Nurturing emotional animals that you're fucking with because you're an unemotional fucking like monster, you fucking are. And then now the thing coming about the fucking like using orphans in the New York City area as fucking yep. like test test rides for like AIDS vaccines. What part of fucking monstrous do we not get here? And the thing that bothers me, dude, is like is a general the general public in, in large just can't be bothered.
0: We live in a society where if you vape wrong in front of your, your bunny rabbit, you, PETA is coming to your house. They're kicking, you, you're kicking your ass. You're burning your house down. They're boycotting everything you've ever done, everything you've ever accomplished. And like you said, the, the Revlon and all these makeup companies that boycott PETA and all this stuff, yet these same people that will go after a random D-list celebrity or just a person in general um, will just sit by idly as their hero Fauci does all this stuff or anyone like this as part of this type of the funding and research. It's like, yeah. it's so weird.
1: They're, it's a marketing so weird. Scheme. They're a marketing scheme and basically the top end is making a lot of money. And I, I would love to, I would love to open up the books on some of the salaries of those people at PETA. Cause they hit me up all the time until you finally get, have to get back on them and say, look, stop reaching out to me. You guys are full of shit. And, but yeah, Peter will do the things like throw blood on some like B list celebrity. Cause they're wearing a fur, but you know what? Cause that's easy and safe. They don't go for the hard things going after someone who's basically a government employee, who's protected by every part of the, of the government. They don't want to do that. Cause that'll cut off their funding. Cause they get funding. Come on, man. They're nonprofit. They get funding. Oh, and B, Yeah. They're, they're the stormtroopers for, you know, the hard left when they want to do something, whether it's going after hunters or like, you know, uh, you know, like cutting off water, water uh, w- cutting off a certain water stream that's going down to a small town that uses that water and needs it because it has a certain fish in it that they just don't want to go fucking extinct.
0: Right? Yeah, it's just
1: but they' like like any one of these people that basically like I'm like, you know what? there is no diet, no nutritional scheme that is bloodless. And you know anyone that's like a vegetarian, you understand that all the soybean fields that are being torn up so you can get your food for your tofu, those are, are homes to like uh, basically ground ground animals like rabbits and, and, and uh, ferrets and all these other like gerbils or whatever might be in those ground, their layers are getting churned up by these big fucking machines and there's blood, there's blood on that food. So there's no bloodless diet. There's none.
0: The, the, every time I see that guy's face, I just want to punch myself. Who's or this? even
1: Fauci. Oh, dude. I mean, look, the thing is that how come it's funny how he's come to prominence all of a sudden? He was a nameless, faceless guy for 20 years, right? You've well, you he fucked up there.
0: the AIDS epidemic. And here well, he yeah, is th- fucking up th- with Delaware It's just like
1: N1H1, the Ebola. I mean, he's just everything he gets his paws on. And it, it's always like, well, who does he have? Who does he have the dirt on? That's the thing. Quite honestly, it's not that. It's like the bureaucracy is so fucked up that they just can't make changes. They're afraid to make changes. And now he's got so many people tied in his wife for the FDA. And oh, this, it's, it's, it, it's it's absolutely. I love
0: when Rand Paul went after him. And say what you want. Like, there's some stuff um, that I, he says I don't really agree with or how he set, goes about doing it. Uh, but you're not going to. The guy's an actual doctor. He's mm-hmm. well educated. He knows what he's talking about. And he was the first one from day one to go after him for accountability and all this stuff. Everything he attacked it for in the media was, oh, Rand Paul's crazy, on. He's been 100 percent right about this, and yeah. I really hope people start being like, you know what? Maybe Rand Paul is onto something here. We're, let's let's pull the thread back a little bit on this Fauci character and kind of see where he's off, what he's off running to. Because, man, it is so infuriating seeing this guy dictate how people live their lives when he has no. Dude, he's flip flop more than a fish on the beach. It's super oh, embarrassing. Indeed.
1: Well, then you got that. Then you got this. Ag Garland, who basically, you know, he's trying to basically label parents terror domestic terrorists because they by God they fucking have an issue with the way that schools are treating their parents. It's like, oh just reading something today, Illinois State Senate basically passed a law like now that children who are minors are coming for abortions do not need to notify their parents. So basically my thing is this, dude, it's like almost like parents are just supposed to bird these kids, but then the the state and the feds take over the children through the classroom, through these kind of mandates they're pushing. Uh, trying to vaccinate them when they don't need the vaccination is basically like now they are ours. I'm like, and that's basically, that's what fascists do. They take over your children. You know, all, they baby. brainwashed them for long enough. Now they're basically going to physically take them from you. Ugh. And uh, so you've got that going on. So, so Garland's got this, he's a big proponent of the CRT, which is absolute fucking nonsense. So you got that going on. And then you come to find out that a son-in-law basically is like, the head of a digital company that provides all the CRT manuals and, and, and paraphernalia to supply to these schools. So now it's a, it's a business venture. I'm like, you're pushing this. And then oh, lo and behold, how coincidental your, your son is it works in education, digital education materials. And he's providing all of these things through most of the school districts in the country. I said, how in the fucking world is this even ethical?
0: You, uh, you mentioned it when you said like everything is so in bed with each other. Like you don't. Mm-hmm. That's why no one's going to, chopping the heads off these people because you cut off one head and then they're gonna be like, oh, on the way down. Well, take uh, John Gruden for example. What he said, what he texted years ago, wrong yeah. is wrong. I will, no one should ever disagree with that. Um, But I do find it interesting that they're gonna use him as to, hey, get rid of him, get rid of him, get rid of him. You don't realize the this guy, the connections and the stuff he's seen and known over his years from owners to coaches to celebrities to players where he he must have so much share these people where I hope hope he's like you know what I got some receipts too.
1: own yeah, up mistakes
0: he- own up but share some receipts too for these people that are called being racist and a homophobe and all this other bullshit because here we go people here we go
1: yeah oh dude listen uh, every executive in any kind of sporting situation is going to have those emails or those social emails for, whether it's last year or 10 years or 20 years ago but I find it ironic that they'll use his emails as an example, but they won't look at Hunter Biden or Joe Biden's emails or any of those emails. Those are totally no, you can't. Those we those must be ignored and pushed aside. Those are a national security matter. I'm like, well, you know what? I said, what you guys did to Gruden is insane for one, and the things like I, just the cowering of like we're gonna take his name off the Ring of Heroes here at Tampa Bay now and. All this stuff, but you're right. Dude. Then you got people like Randy Moss crying openly because he was privy. He wasn't. He these weren't directed at him. He just read them like anyone else and started crying about that. And I love Jason Whitlock. You know the he's like,
0: oh sh- he he. I wish he ran for off.
1: <laughs> yeah, teeing off on how unmanly footballs become as far as some of these commentators. Like basically, these people do not own up to anything. They're just they're so fragile.
0: What's And I do think part of it is, again, wrong is wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think some stuff is said you could say 10 years ago, you can't say it today. And stuff you can say today, God willing, hopefully we can still say it, but maybe we won't be able to say certain words. Okay, cool. You don't want to offend people. I get that. But when you look at say something, so I was with my guys, a bunch of us were after show. We're listening to the radio. like, hey, did you know the song says the word faggot? And I'm like, yeah, like I never. That was the first time I heard the word. My mom was like, Oh, yeah, it means something different in England. Well, the Dire Straits in the song, uh, uh, what's the song? Pretty Little Makeup, where he's referring to the guy as a his friend as a faggot who's,
1: uh, yeah, that's uh, the uh, money for nothing.
0: Money for nothing, and that's the first time I heard the word. My
1: mom is a little people, faggot. Is a millionaire. Yes. Yeah,
0: right. And so, my, the guy was just like, he's been in industry for 20 years. Like, man, I had no idea they were saying this. Man, you can't say this song today. And we started talking about how different words and stuff contextually have different meanings back then than they do now. And I go, you really can't say what you really cannot write. Money for nothing today, um, as much as, as important as that song is, just that phrase there, where it's like people were like, oh God, censor this. And we got talking about songs that were wrote in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. How could people ever go back there and sham these artists into, why would you sing about this? Why would you use that word? Right?
1: Well, dude, it's – it's, it's the, one of the things, too, is you've got that. But, you know, they'd say have a problem with that. But they still would have no problem with, like, you know, uh, fucking uh, easy ego and I'm going to slap you up nine inches. I'm going to slap you upside your head with nine inches of limp dick. Right you know or you know, wet had,
0: ass pussy wet ass pussy yeah, last year
1: yeah winning grammys so it, it's basically <laughs> uh, like and not uh, like anatomical things references are okay but you can't refer to someone who who is what they is and quite honestly most people who are of that persuasion they're quite proud of it and they don't mind getting called that name it's the ones who just thought this the cry the loudest that got all the attention the skin knee ones you know right it's like owing up to it i'm like you have a problem with this, but on Friday nights, you'll wear leather and get a ball gag in your mouth at the club. Okay.
0: Right. Good. A yeah. public club.
1: Yeah. A public club. That's right. <laughs> that I could
0: pay $5 for it to watch you yeah. get ball gagged. Right.
1: Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I got nothing on him. It's our society so, problem. It's not a problem. I don't know. It's, it's really never really a problem in Europe and things like that. They just kind of roll with it.
0: Yeah. No, our, I Art is art. So you recently were in Boston for the Red Sox. Uh, I know they had a great season. It. Over overachieved, I think. Overachieved,
1: um, but it was a letdown because they really could have won. But I, it's funny because I go back and forth with my nephew because my I think the change was they, when they Erod the, the taunting that Erod did about to Correa when he did what time is it thing. I, I quite honestly think the baseball ghost went man, nah. Well, you guys were playing professional. You were being right. Yep. You're doing sportsmanlike. And that's, that's why, why Cora had such an issue because yes. he knew he's like, that's going to yep. fuck with us. And it did. It fucked with you the rest of the series and you could never get out of it because there's no way a team that is balls out hitting everything all goes three for 74 in the last three games. Are you really, how is that possible? Yeah. It's, no way, dude. There, there's another it's kind karma. of magic going on there. But dude, the game we were at was that Monday night game. And it was like, I was telling people, I was like, there's no insanity at any show ever. I don't care what show I've been to that was like that. And the craziest thing, dude, was you know, Mister Brightside, sweet, baby, Mister Brightside, dude, was insanity. It was it was the coolest I thing you, ever.
0: Did you have video of it? I have to find it. No, I, it's,
1: there's there's video of it around. I just didn't capture because I was so in awe of what was going on, you know. And it's just like, yeah, it was it's it's that and like you know they started doing the uh, the basic oh the, the seven man seven army man or seven was it seven army nation yeah that they're doing that now between innings so. It was just chaotic, and the game was amazing because it was a kind of a blowout, but it didn't oh, – it always felt like it was tense. Even when it was at 12-3, it always felt like, man, something's going to happen here. The, the, the bullpen's going to come in here and screw the pooch. But, I dude, it was, it was awesome. I just love you got to experience
0: but, that with him. And then yeah, he just yeah. won a marathon, right? Rhode Island marathon? He,
1: yeah, he won, yeah, he won that last on Sunday, and now he takes off today for, for Berlin, and then him and his chick are going up to, Den, to Copenhagen to get married.
0: Love it. a just cool experience. What a, a month
1: basically yeah. he's he's having a hell of a, he's having a hell of a run no pun intended yeah so we'll go back up boston in uh in december go up and uh try to experience some sort of white christmas
0: yeah no i think uh that'd be good
1: yeah I'll, yeah dude uh... um what else going on um yeah the socks collapsing braves though braves coming out strong man I mean,
0: growing up, like, obviously I was a Red Sox fan. I was so enamored uh-huh. with the uh, Red Sox Yankees. I didn't really look outside um, that division. But the, o- the only really team, Ted Turner and TNT or TBS growing up, I'd always mm-hmm. watched the Braves and, like, Chipper Jones and Carlos Baerga, uh, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavine, John Smoltz, all these iconic players, rub your dirt on your face, get the, get the pit, and just those type of players – I miss watching a team of like that comprised of oh, dude, like that. I mean,
1: it all goes back to Hank Aaron. And I love the idea. I love, though, that uh, his rookie years, um, Dusty Baker played for the Braves, and now he's sitting there coaching the team that's against them. I, I just love the full circle aspect of it.
0: Very full circle. Um, uh, and it could have happened to a, a better – I mean, it's just so – dude, when he came off the dugout when they won, he kind of wiped his eyes and cried a little bit. Like, it was like the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. It was, it's just, it's, that's what, that's what I love about sports. None of the take politics, take your whatever out. Just for that three, four hours, you watch that game. Let's just focus on these athletes who really are gifted. And it is watching people at the prime of their career at the top yeah. of what they do compete. Yeah. Uh, there was, I, what I love about this bass the baseball this year so far, and I think besides baseball and hockey, the, the ones are kind of still kind of too political for my taste. But baseball was—it was so pure. There's no distractions. People mm-hmm. were finally waking up from COVID, and it, man, I can enjoy this there, game. No one was family. taking
1: the fucking knee. There was no. It's was just like that's yeah. why these
0: ratings and these playoffs will be the highest they've been in the last five, six. I guarantee. I, I, I think rate.
1: the series. I think the series is going to be boring as far as TV viewership because it's not a sexy lineup. Braves, Astros. Correct. I mean, I mean, Red Sox, Dodgers, Astros, Dodgers would have been much sexier. The Giants, whoever, but. I mean the two the two the two teams are able to gut it out the most got to it but um again back to the Red Sox thing dude it was just um it was just a fascinating thing to see them they do this thing where they'll win it all and then the next season they are the fucking worst and then they come back and get close to either winning it all again or get right there um they have a lot of they have a lot of they're gonna have to shake it up this this postseason get rid of a lot of players bring in some pitching. Uh, and get some people who are clutch. My God, get someone who can actually hit. Stop swinging for the fences, guys. Get percentage batting.
0: Yeah, get some, get some base runners. Uh, yeah, the bullpen's are great. They They're all locked up. The starting pitching, well, they, they really push themselves. Hopefully, Sale can go back. I think healthy sales healthy is,
1: i think sales uh basically i think he's going to be a, a bullpen guy now he's just you're going to have to bring up hoke and uh pavetti is full-time starters now
0: bring it bring it another starter somewhere yeah, that's nice two three guy a Who guy doesn't that
1: want to come play, play for Boston, man all i'm, well, I'm is saying like, dude. quite honestly all you need to do is lee if you can lock up avaldi and kiki they can build a yeah. team around them 100 i think i think at some point bogarts i don't know if he's going to stick around I can see right. him being a Yankee. I can see him being a Yankee. Uh, well, you know how that works out for former Red Sox Whenever they go to Yankees. They become Charlie so David,
0: Ellsbury. They kind of they have that one decent year, maybe, and then they kind of just out, then they retire, injuries. then they're out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. get that money so, and run. Yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, what else is new? Any new music you've been listening to? Any movies you've seen? Uh, stuff like no, that. No,
1: so let's talk about the movie. So talk about uh, I'm skeptical about see it i will go see it this new halloween um i i i really at the more and more you go through it i'm like there should, oh, I, be I more, saw it. there should never be more than two of any movie right halloween one and two you're pretty much done two was a stretch um i think one was incredible i mean there's just nothing like it but when you get to a point where you're at eight nine ten eleven i'm like this is star wars can tell you it sucks and then you have to create offshoots to even keep it somewhat inspired. Jaws the same thing. Jaws two was okay, but Jaws right. was like you know there's nothing like it. Is X, that the it's Revenge? You no, know, Jaws just Jaws two. Jaws and then, two. And then, then what then was, was a the Jaws revenge three? Jaws three. Revenge. The Revenge is when it was when it was down <laughs> in like the Bahamas.
0: The Michael Caine one. Which one was that? He always talked that, shit about that, that a, movie.
1: That was the Revenge. That was when he was in the Bahamas. And he was with uh, uh uh the Strider's wife uh Brody, yes. Ms. Ms. Brody. yeah and Mario Peebles is on it oh that's right yeah yeah terrible um but it's like uh, the bad like Bad News Bears Bad News Bears Breaking Training number two is great but when you start getting the Bad News Bears three when they go to when their cousins
0: and, and daughters are playing again it's just like dude I I I grew up and, with and these uh, kids and remakes kids.
1: remakes should never happen I this Dune thing give me a break it was no pretty Sting, good no Dune. No, Sting, no Dune no Sting no Dune.
0: Well, everyone's like, it would be great if Stig came back wearing the same cod
1: piece. Absolutely, he still look the same, too. He's so fit from yoga that he's he'd a, probably he's still a look vampire,
0: he's a full he's a vampire.
1: vampire. Um, uh, but dude, as far as the other movies, I want to go see this Tom Petty uh documentary over the making of wildflowers, be kind of good. Ooh, that sounds good, dude. Other than that, man, I don't, I mean, James Bond, I liked Bond, but I was. Severely let down. I think. I mean, obviously, it's at least has ended now. At least this Daniel Craig aspect that of things. Story,
0: right. I think the pandemic hurt some of these movies because they w- had to wait a year. And so my yeah. anticipation for some of these movies that should have come out a year and a half ago was kind of like,
1: oh, I'll see it, but like, I'm not too. Well, hyped. man, I just felt like Spectre and Skyfall are such high watermarks for that era of thing that you just weren't going to be able to top well, it, and no matter how many car chases and cool shit like that is happening, it's just not going to. It's not going to equal it. The
0: Casino Royale, where the sheet from Mads Bickelson where the poker stuff, this, the nuances is amazing. And then Skyfall, that last 45 minutes where he sets up the house of booby traps, it didn't feel like a Bond movie. But again, I can't think, I think it was Sam Mendes, but the cinematography it was almost that like, scene, it was
1: almost like The Expendables. It was the most pure
0: action thriller James Bond I have seen. And that was, and then yeah. it gets Quantum of Solace, he, or in a recent interview, uh, Daniel said he still has no idea what the plot was about. Um, which I thought was really endearing because he's like, mm. like all of us, he's like, dude, they just threw all these ideas together. They kind of threw this hodgepodge of ideas together to get to the next part, which would have been Skyfall and then this. But,
1: dude, but the I, whole deal of bringing, like, you know, you've got, have you seen the new Bond?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm very,
1: yeah. Technology. It's like, well, that whole thing. And then you've got the fucking, like, you know, the, the Q had always been, we always knew he's a little fake, but now he's got a date with a guy. And it's like, and then double this black woman, and like, and I don't money penny. She's awesome. I think she's amazing. She's I'm the not best. Affected by, but just making these drastic changes to prove some sort of like diversity within the, what's going on with M six. I'm like, well, we all know that's going to be Henry Cavalli. Who he'll come in next and be the next Bond or whoever. You know. Uh, yeah, and,
0: or Tom Hardy or, or Ilders Ilba would be. be yeah, Bond. that would
1: be great. If you're gonna do that, then do it. But give it a 008. Leave Seven alone. Just drop it. Just drop it. You don't need to keep... Ian Fleming right now is like, I'm going to come up from the fucking depths of my grave and murder right. all of you. It
0: bitch-slap Barbara Broccoli for letting this happen.
1: Yes, so... uh But... Uh, yeah, I, so I wasn't too down with that. Um There is a movie,
0: other... uh, a couple movies, I don't know if you see seen... Have you seen The Green Knight yet?
1: No, I haven't, but I know it's already at Redbox.
0: You need to watch it. And then the movie Hitler's comes out this Friday...
1: Uh, it's a horror movie about, a monster about, creature
0: uh, but it's based in pagan lore it is right in your wheelhouse. nice yeah,
1: yeah. The, then also the northman going to be coming out early in oh. 2022 so that'll be good um give me yeah.
0: more 13th warrior people
1: that's what if i get mean. a just,
0: 13th warrior type movie every month just make the I 14th
1: warrior happy. i would be okay with the 14th warrior they can do something done yeah Make him a what Chinese have,
0: guy, and then the next one's Dave America. Just keep adding him to the culture. That'd be I, badass. I basically
1: think you should do the like the some sort of like Celtic uh, version of Thirteenth Warrior, where basically Vikings, Viking hordes invade Scotland. William Wallace, the people after William Wallace has passed away, are still trying to protect the island. So you basically you have Stephen and all those people, um, uh, Hamish, all those guys uh, versus <laughs> the Vikings. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so for know, sure. Scots, my Island. The, my Island. There we go. <laughs> Braveheart Scottish <laughs> clans versus Viking hordes. That would be a fucking
0: What a great incredible. concept if all those guys – uh and I know there's a show on CBS where it's basically called Ghosts, and they bring in these people from different eras that these these ghost people can see these ghosts. So it's a Viking guy, a conquistador, mm-hmm. all this type of stuff. But how cool would it be to have, like, William Wallace talking to uh, – or whoever these warriors, these really pro, like very badass, uh, yeah, good guy warriors hanging out with each other, it just gets sucked into a portal at the height of their popularity. The they just have to eviscerate an, an evil together. Like, how cool would that be?
1: Oh, I'd like to, I definitely like why, yeah, why don't they have like a uh, campfire talks where it basically has like William Wallace talking people to people character, Kong, sharing ideas talking, about, yes, what, yeah, who they are, why they became this person, and why they're it'd either, be a so, great.
0: Uh, even yeah. like if someone out there l- listens to this, that is a different theater and stuff, it'd be a great, uh, c- great concept where it's like Napoleon Dynamite, and William Wallace, and uh, just make it super weird. Have a well, I love a, to see
1: it like you know, it's like why can't you have um, Vlad Tepish. Vlad, yeah, Vlad Tepish for, you know, Dr. Van Helsing, like have that conversation, like a really good, con- none of this one where they're predatory towards each other and they're trying to figure each other out 30 seconds before they fight, but really right. like a fireside chat. Like I would love to hear Churchill, Churchill never actually got had to have a face to face with Hitler. I would love loved that conversation.
0: Imagine if you had like a, a patent, give a, a rousing speech to like William Boss going to battle, how it would have it just stuff like that in my head would be this is that'd be like the coolest like historical kind of like it just be really badass
1: what a job that would have been the basically the, you're gonna basically have to be the note writer for these all these guys so all these famous speeches are actually written by some dude in a room
0: right without a typewriter <laughs> yeah. like ink pen yeah slow down yeah. slow down what you say Quill.
1: yeah like like they're like they're <laughs> quill and uh, quill and parch parchment <laughs>
0: Like I if I could be <laughs> someone the other day asked me on a podcast if I could be like a historical figure and obviously people like William Wallace, uh mm-hmm.
1: uh
0: whoever. Um, but I go, how cool would it be to be the guy that literally screamed out as he's running on a, a horseback and running to the town? The British are coming, the British are coming. Yeah. Like just imagine the 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 psych, the just the craziness going through your head is that you like you are the voice of the impending war. It'd be amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I could be a historical figure. Alan Shepard, the unsung wow. hero of Apollo, the Apollo 8 mission. Jeez, feel
0: bad for That'd that. That'd be guy. God, dude, How
1: cool would it be one of those three guys, but be Buzz Aldrin? I'd still be Buzz Aldrin. That guy still punches people in the face.
0: That guy, and I have friends that work at NASA, and I'm always like, hey, is this guy like, they go no, he's legit. Like obviously, he's legit. Uh, he's one of the few people ever to do what he did. But he, I go, I've heard he comes off as super douchey, super, super cocky, where it's over the top ego. It's like yeah, yeah it's first true, from but last baby. When you get to know him though, you realize that why he was so successful at the time and obviously is because he always pushed himself. And if you didn't match his intensity and in training or whatever, he just thought less of you. And I go, I kind of respect that. Yeah. Um, but as he gets older, hopefully he before on his death, but he's like, you know what? The moon landing was fake. Aliens are real. This whole thing is fucking crapshoot. Stanley Kubert filmed everything. Uh, good night, all. It just out. I think I think that'd be the best. <laughs>
1: it's okay because it basically it would last about a day until Rihanna like broke her leg. And then it would be the number one <laughs> trending.
0: <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> So, so dude, as far as
1: movies, I'll go see Halloween, and I'll look into this antler thing. Pig came and went too quickly in theaters; I didn't get a chance. Oh, to see I saw it.
0: that. Amazing! You can yeah. watch that now on stream, dude. That is Dick Cage. K- that movie is—you go ex- it's expecting crazy Dick Cage, and he is per se. Mm-hmm. But if he's—he's going to be nominated for awards this year for that movie,
1: dude. Nick Cage needs to be protected from any kind of harm that might come his way. Him, Keanu Reeves, and Tom Cruise are basically the golden. Fucking, they, they are right there—the best give, actors, give best actor going.
0: What? Give me, don't ever change what you do. Whether it's dramedies, comedies, action, just uh, be yourselves, and I will yeah. support you one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. The drunken parties in Vegas, or the Scientology stuff, or whatever it is—I I don't care about that. Um, yeah. Just give me wholesome two hours of entertainment, which you do year in and year out. Have some fun, and I'm here yeah. for
1: it. Yeah, I think Guy Ritchie's working on some new film. I can't remember what it is, though. So I look forward to anything he does. <sighs>
0: that, je- that gentleman's movie was amazing.
1: Yeah, it was good. It was good. I, I, that, but uh, initially, it didn't have the firepower of like the earlier ones. It didn't have that. The the, the language wasn't there, right? The the come, But the f- more repeated watchings, yep. you get more from it. There's a lot. Of uh, nuances, I think part of the problem. Of... I, I I think the part of the problem was having McConaughey in it, having an American in it, kind of like. Kind of watered. If you need to
0: hit this really solid movie, because that without him, that movie's not going to get the, the funding. That movie should have would have got. Yeah,
1: but I mean, his performances. I mean, Colin Farrell and Hugh Grant just destroyed the scenery. They were. Incredible.
0: Yeah, no, they were great. And I, I think uh, one of our favorite movies. I just watched it the other day. I think it's on Showtime, uh, Rock and Rolla. Yeah. Uh Andre Benjamin to Statham to Draw Butler to uh, Dude
1: it's like they got to get that back. They got to get he's gonna be, he's, supposed he's supposed to make number 2. I'm like well, where is that at?
0: It's dude that movie is just a perfect uh, mixture of just I see Andre yeah. Benjamin operate in that world uh, with draw Butler and Statham and all those guys. That I love rock and roll.
1: Dude, I mean well the the movie is Mark Strong to me. Mark Strong is Oh, I
0: mean, he's there is nothing that guy can't do. He can yeah, play the amazing. loyal sidekick or just be a completely vile. His intensity is mm-hmm. unmatched.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's movies. M- music. I'm uh, not really too much in music right now. I'm just kind of like revisiting the oldies until something comes out, blows my mind. I like some of the new Mastodon stuff. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. I, we saw them recently. For the fr- I saw them for the first time recently at Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Um mm-hmm myself, Eric and Barry from sure I know they, they that how
1: was How was the fest?
0: It was from a, from a production, uh, artist backstage. You could have asked really better.
1: Okay. Now, so they read above, it wasn't, it, it wasn't down to one bathroom for artists and one dress. No, room we for had our own
0: showers. We had our own trail. I mean, obviously we're a headliner, so it's a little bit different, but mm-hmm. private showers, private bathrooms. We let people in our area, uh, use our showers, restrooms. So everyone okay. got along, uh, the staff was amazing, all the way from catering to uh, production, to merch, to people. Okay. Um, yeah. But I, that, so leading into it, a couple of days before we are seeing all the news, people with parking and shit, sure, you probably could have planned better or uh, really looked into coming out of a pandemic, people anxious and how to qualm some fears and issues right off the bat with ADA and stuff. But I, a lot of that stuff, I think, was unwarranted. People were unhappy, uh, whatever. Uh, but from an artist-crew standpoint, uh, mm. for an outdoor festival, pretty pretty well done.
1: Yeah, front of house is sometimes the issue because you are dealing with people who, a, a, again, this is their first really their first festival back. Uh, you kind of lose the the rhythm you had of going to festivals. Then you turn it into a camping thing. And then basically you have – initially, obviously, everything took a turn for the better when the city and county decided to get involved because they realized, well, hey, wait a minute. If this kind of shits the bed, we – Really need to be involved because we want all these people to come back because they spend money in our town.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, too. It's like work together, uh, mm, hotels, yeah. food, gas, to, uh, any CVS, those type of places. Like it's the, the economic impact of a big festival when done mm-hmm. right um, is huge. And it's necessary for some of these towns to get over, oh, it's too loud, 11 You know what? Shut the fuck up. People have been pent up. All two years, let's do some, some Drakronian laws and rules. You're in the countryside. If fireworks want to go off as the band's walks on stage to a crowd of 45,000 people, suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. Right, Just shut up. Too loud. Yeah. Too loud. Yeah. Shut up. Put earphones on, you prick.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it, man. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, but other than that, just got back from D.C., uh-huh. A, and that uh, was a suicide, suicide walk. A, uh, suicide prevention walk with one More uh-huh. DC 101, which is amazing. Third year or third year we've done it. Uh, now is that something you guys
1: get involved in, or that, does the, yeah, the station so invite how, you, or
0: when it's the first year, I think it was 2018, we did it. Uh, Brent and Zach of Shine Down, mm. Smith and Myers, they they performed. So they did the song Get Up, uh Simple Man two or three other songs live in front of the reflection pool with the Lincoln Memorial behind it was fucking badass. Then we did the walk. And then the following year, me and Brent and the management, we did the walk. Uh, Last year was canceled. This year it was the full band. Brent gave a speech about uh, looking out for each other and suicide. um, It's really a a thing that Brent does really well at. Uh, We did the walk and bead ceremony and, you people, you t- you hear people talk about the stories of a 13-year-old kid that kills himself because they were bullied or they didn't fit in. And that stuff for me, uh, hearing kids like you, you're still growing, and I can't fathom as a parent or a sibling or a friend to deal with a friend that killed themselves because maybe you have all these you kind of quarterback your own thoughts like why did I reach out sooner? Did I see anything? Or so the kids stuff when you hear about family members and sisters and brothers talking about their little kids, siblings killing themselves. It's yeah. really touching for me. And, of course, police suicide and military and just people that kill themselves. And it was super sober. Uh, but, again, DC 101 and uh, American Foundation of Suicide Prevention, uh, it's getting bigger every year. We'll do it again next year. Um it's just a really cool little over more than three miles you see all the stuff, and you go by the Jefferson Memorial, and you want you see Black it's White just, House. Is it a,
1: a run or a walk? It's a walk. Okay, all right. Um,
0: but yeah, so it's just really cool. So, and and
1: the band, the guys are walking amongst everyone else.
0: Yeah. So, and I'm, with, I'm right there. Management's there. We got a bunch of fans from the band obviously came out, but fans of the radio station. In um, the last three years we've done it. It's got bigger and bigger every year, Uh So, are you guys
1: it- touted as the guests? yeah so we are
0: we shine down marches with the dc 101 team they're the big alternative rock station in town Mm -hmm. for that market and so we we raise the money and stuff under their uh under their banner Uh um, literally and we kind of just watch it all goes to the as or af uh sp foundation so Mm um yeah that's awesome man yeah yeah but it's cool seeing some of the, the uh, we're driving around. We didn't have much time per se, uh, but we saw Arlington. So next time we're there, we definitely
1: want to check out Arlington and yeah. we'll talk about you and, uh, well Thanks, man. I appreciate uh, it. Yeah, stuff no, like that's, that. that's right. It's but Did, you well, know, more bands Shine Down does this kind of stuff all the time. They're so engaged, and that's why the reason why some of their success and endearing to so people is they do get involved in like basically these things that a lot of bands just don't tend to give their time to and i if i was running a band or managing a band or an agent i'd be like look we got to get more involved in philanthropy and just show people you're here for the community you expect them to be there for you for your band every time you play well it's time you start showing up for the community you really well, it's really sh- super important
0: shine down box walk and they literally talk the talk so they do everything they say they're gonna do whether it's on stage or off stage and mm-hmm. it is definitely cool because a lot of times you'll see like we always joked about some of these uh bands oh they're whatever they are alternative or whatever they're they're getting 10 million spins a week whatever it is and you're kind of like they don't what are they doing for they're not giving back to the community it's no, like i no. always in my head i'm always just like it's terrible to think that way like maybe they are doing something we just don't see it but you're not out here walking with us yeah you're not out here you're 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 the you're the type of band that screams the crowd saying "fuck you," raise your hand, motherfucker, grab a beer, bitches. Yeah. And so it's it's the way I, I'm just I'm so very fortunate again to work with a band like Shine Down. It doesn't cuss at the crowd or they treat everyone as equal. And yeah. it's very rare. It's very rare these days, man, where people aren't paying to go get motherfucked every two every between every two songs. If you are. Sure, there's maybe there's part of it. I don't get me wrong. I love those bands that do that because for me, but go to a Shinedown show where it's two hours of every more hits than any other band, in active right. rock, mm-hmm. uh, and good messages, great crowd, fire, pyro, everything like that, and yeah. you're not going to get motherfucked. And I think <laughs> you do a right.
1: You just get mother. Sure. And some of these
0: bands are like yeah, motherfucker, woo, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like dude, yeah. you, you're, what, what are you yeah. doing?
1: Yeah, that band is not going to be at the next toy drive, are they?
0: No, they, they all play with toys. Cause I see them.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah.
0: it's just, I don't know. It's just. But again, it was a great. Walk I think it's.
1: I, I. I think it'd be. Uh, it's very smart for bands to get involved. I mean, look at someone. People can think what they want about John Bon The guy builds and opens oh. up soup kitchens, works in them to give food to the to people who can't afford it that's insanely like buddy
0: where his mouth is
1: absolutely i mean yes he's got a few money but it's also just like basically that's just that's he can have that and sit away in his mansion and just go on the road from time. but he's out there basically he's more of a community personnel than a rock musician at this point
0: no dude i i, I don't care what your philanthropy is whether it's walk or talk to people and stuff just do uh-huh. something and yeah. obviously a lot of these artists and celebrities of course, they're doing stuff you don't hear about, like Keanu Reeves and Denzel Washington, where absolutely, all, these, absolutely. all stuff in the stuff that they quietly do. And
1: I get it, and, it, and it, I respect that too. But sometimes you have to you have to toot your own horn only because you need to use it as a catalyst for other bands who aren't involved, saying, "You know what? They're doing it. We want to be at their level. We can't do it musically, but maybe we can do this as far as like letting people know that we're really, yeah, good maybe
0: people. We're, we're in the and, area within two hours. We're a pretty national band. How we should walk, go up to DC and walk with these guys. Yeah, we should I be mean, a part of this or
1: or, or do our, or do our own thing you know find out hey we're going to rochester what do they have going on we have some of the afternoon free how can we go help for a few hours whether it's like uh animal adoptions or whatever because everyone's kind of into that uh how can we show our footprint here once we leave town not just hey we played the 800 people at the local club we want to show that we left our footprint here with the community and that way, next time you come through town, you're gonna need to play a sixteen-room, sixteen-hundred-room club because guess what? You got a whole lot of the fans it has nothing to do with your music. They came because of you as a person.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. there's something to it. There, there's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Something to it. Absolutely. But uh, I gotta get going. i to yeah, dude. I, here.
1: I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do some writing.
0: Love it. Some poetry. Some no poetry. No, I, a nice uh, haku cover, for Fauci.
1: Co- cover letters. Real sexy stuff.
0: Could you write a Haku for Fauci and post it on the Scatterbrain social media? Sure. (laughs) Love it. So uh, this is uh, episode nine, folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make sure you give it a like, listen, subscribe, whatever. Uh, We will be back. I'm home for the next three weeks, so hopefully we can do these each week and kind of start building this back up again as we lead to the new year. So rock and roll, people.
1: Rock and roll, people. All right, dude. I'll talk with you later, man. Later. Later.